The Detroit Tigers lose their first game in their series against the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. And the trade deadline, it looms. It's another day closer. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, July 29th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and that is including the YouTube. Okay, so the Tigers drop Thursday night's game by a score of 5-3. to three to the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. Uh, pretty much a lot of same old, same old. Not, not No groundbreaking stuff. More frustration, more sh- stuff that shouldn't be happening, but stuff that has been happening all year and continued to happen in this one. Really not a very fun game, to be honest with you. Uh, the Tigers' offense w- did not get a single hit with runners in scoring position. At one point, they had bases loaded, no outs. In the, what, the eighth inning? Seventh inning? No, it was the eighth because the closer came in. Yeah. They had bases loaded, no outs in the eighth inning. And they were down two. And they walked away with it with one run scored. Fly out Miguel Cabrera, very shallow. No chance of the runner scoring at all. Uh, then Eric Haas with a phenomenal at-bat. Uh, definitely one of the better at bats of the night, just missed a home run, just missed a grand slam, to be honest with you. Uh, but did bring home a run and then, yeah, there's your inning. That's all she wrote. Jamer Candelario soft, just rolled the ball over to the pole side. And, uh, that's all she wrote. So bases loaded, no outs in the eighth inning of a two run game. And you walk out of that inning down a run unacceptable stuff and yeah the entire game i think they went 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position and they only had four hits on the night again not not acceptable stuff not now the one somewhat redeeming factor of this game is the fact that they hit no singles like we've been asking all year for more extra base hits more extra base hits more extra base hits They had four hits, and all of them were extra base hits. Two doubles, one by Victor Reyes, one by Robbie Grossman, and then the two homers by uh, Jonathan Scope and Willie Castro. I have no clue how Willie Castro hit that ball out, by the way. Like, like genuinely, I have no clue how it went out. It It was a breaking ball that got, like, middle outside of the plate, and he, it almost looked like he was early, but the ball went, right center field and like I physically I I don't know how like physics wise that home run was even possible but we'll gladly take it we'll gladly take it especially that early in a ball game uh in getting us out to an early lead we'll 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 take it but I was I I mean I think I literally did that I was like whoa did a hard blink and and a thought about what I I knew was and what I thought was reality afterwards it was a a very uh, very, 
I almost said interesting. It was a very weird home run, a very weird one. Uh, and then Jonathan Scopes, he got a hold of his. About time, man. I mean, this is a dude that, that was supposed to be one of the fear bats over the last two years. I mean, was, not supposed to be, was one of the fear bats over the last two years. One of the guys, you know, he was never going to walk a lot or hit for a super high batting average, but was a guy that if you if you hung something, he, he was gonna he was gonna bang it. And uh that has certainly not been the case this year. Ha, has been pretty putrid at the plate. Even with the home run today, his OPS sits at 560. Uh Jamer, who has been hot since the all-star break, went over. I don't think he looked very good at the plate today, but again, that this is this is one game. And if he gets back on the horse in the next three games, you know, he he does really well, then we'll just count it as one game. The the reoccurring theme lately has been the starting pitcher for the opposing team dominates us, and then we just put together really competitive at-bats at the end of the game, which is good to an extent. The set, the latter part of that is good, right? Going up against playoff teams' bullpens and, and being able to put together competitive at-bats and, and, and score some runs late in games, that's great, but when you're almost always digging yourself out of a hole in which you've only scored one or, or no runs up to that point, it, it's like an all for not thing. It's the same thing with the bullpen. Like we, we finally decide we, we want a bullpen. Really? We went through a decade of the bullpen being like the a, a huge reason why this team wasn't able to reach its potential at the end of the regular season, in the postseason, et cetera. It was like the one flaw of those teams that 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 were winning the division consistently or making the playoffs every year. And then we finally get a good bullpen, but it happens to be at the same time that we have one of the worst offenses we've ever seen, no matter how old you are. Really? That's great. That's just great. So uh, not a lot of offense to talk about. Just a lot of same old, same old. We we did have a little bit of a power thing. I mean, two home runs in a game for this team is is unheard of. So at, at least we were able to somewhat uh, put get have a power surge. I guess. I mean, we had four hits. Like it, half of them were home runs, though. I don't know. Like it, it was a it was a weird game, but it, it just same old, same old. And, and really, the biggest problem i had with this game in which most people had with this game was the defense was absolutely brutal uh the the defense was and that that's the thing that this year this year has been so dumb for so many reasons but i i think the the like beating yourself and and the defense that continues to just shoot itself in the foot that's a a something that we didn't see last year. This was a, a well-oiled machine. They weren't the most talented bunch, and they didn't even go 500. But they didn't go 500 because of a bad April. And the rest of the season, they really tightened everything up and and were really just solid and didn't make dumb plays and, and, and didn't beat themselves. And were just, you know, all the fundamentals were done correctly. It, it was just... It looked better. And when they lost, it was okay. They lost because we don't have the talent that they have. We got we got outplayed in one night. But we're going to show up and try to win tomorrow. And this team is just not like that. This team has made defensive error after defensive mishaps and, and 
it's been a constant all year. And it's beyond frustrating because I, I thought that we were pulling ourselves out of that sloppy era of baseball. I thought we were we were trending upwards and it was we were done with the with the with the sloppy play and the kicking the ball around the infield and running into each other in the outfield and and playing a dude in center field who runs worse routes than the 08 Lions like it's it's just I I it's remarkable that that we're here. It never fails to amaze me when I watch a game and I think about what where we were at this point last year and just how much less hope and and faith and and enjoyment uh talent (laughs) pretty much anything um that that there is this year than last year and and we're not trending we're not entering a rebuild or at least we're not supposed to be we're supposed to be exiting it and and this is just a putrid season we're officially 100 games in um and here we are here we are all right we'll keep talking about the game we got some more uh, trade deadline kind of wrap-up stuff. Nothing has happened yet at the time of this recording, but some teams are starting to make moves, so it's at least interesting to kind of see what the, uh, the the news on the street is. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questioning make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small business rates LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Well, now you do. That's a lot of people. So post your job there for free at LinkedIn.com slash MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to segment two here at Locked On Tigers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so let's. We've talked about the offense. The, the defense was a, a massive issue in this game. Uh, if you just want to go by earned runs, both teams scored three earned runs, and the, the Blue Jays would get those two. Unearned runs, one on the Javi Baez. He threw it to Gary in the third row uh, and, and really airmailed first base there. And then you have Jamer Candelario, who also had a throw that was way wide left. Okay. So, Javi, that's the, the big discussion that everybody always wants to have. He grades out as this this good defender. And, you know, the crazy thing about that play was, it, I mean, it was a horrible throw. That That's objective. But the play right after, the next batter was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And he smoked a ground ball over 100 miles an hour, just smoked a ground ball to Javi. 
And Javi got in front of it, stopped it. The ball bounced to his right a little bit. He ran over and got it. And then threw, like, fading away from first on the run from an from a almost sidearm arm slot and threw a strike to first base and got, and got Vlad by, like, five inches. And you're like, what? how come the routine play with nobody on that, that was tailor-made, you're airmailing, and yet the 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 da 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 highlight play, you you're you're throwing a strike on. It, it's the honestly, it's the epitome of the season. But the the a fascinating thing about Javi that I they they mentioned it. I can't remember who brought it up. It was one of the beat writers, or maybe it was in the post game of a show a couple of weeks ago. But they had this fascinating thing where they said someone said that Javi has been throwing the ball low, especially to Torkelson, all year so that he doesn't airmail first base. And I was like, that's that's crazy. That's great. Spencer Torkelson was the first baseman for the majority of the season, right? That's a that's a rookie. And and you're Javier Baez. You're like the, this guy that has put up incredible defensive seasons. You have a top three MVP finish. You, you've in your Cubs career, you were widely known as being a, a great defender. And like the the throwing errors have always kind of been there. To be honest with you, that's it's not a new thing. You know, like a Tiger's curse thing. That's not like a new thing. He he's always I don't know why my nose just got so itchy, but the the throwing errors have always been a thing with him. Um, it's just it, it's fascinating to hear that. With a, with a rookie on first base, he was like, I would rather spike this ball into the dirt and just make the, whoever is at first just work for nine innings. Because then if I miss high, it's right at the chest and it's, and it's not that big of a deal. And if I miss low and the first baseman miss it, misses it, well, they stop it right in front of him, whatever. If I airmail it, the runner has a chance to go on to second. Like, in theory, it's it's the it's the correct move. It's just it's fascinating to hear that your big free agent acquisition that, that, like I said, has all those accolades and has all that notoriety for being a defender is, is just, like, semi, like, sometimes intentionally throwing the ball at, at, the, at the ground of the first baseman to prevent that, to prevent an overthrow. And uh, clearly he didn't on that one because it went very, I hope he wasn't at least on that one. That would be a really big problem if he was trying to aim for the dirt uh, on the one that he airmailed. Uh, and then Jamer Candelario, who ha- has been a like barely average defender at third base for most of his career. His, his defensive run saved is usually like around zero, either a little bit less than zero or like positive one. Maybe I'm not even. I, it might be just a lot of negative ones and zeros. Um, so he's been a pretty net neutral defender at third, and and the offense this year has certainly not justified a a net zero defender. But he usually, again, at least last year and and for most of 2020 he he never usually made plays that stood out to you to like oh you know Jamer Candelario's lack of defense is going to lose us this game this year that's happened a plethora of times and it's 
it's beyond frustrating, as a lot of things with this team are. But it, 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 I, I don't understand. I don't understand anything about this team. I don't understand how all of this can be happening at the same time. No one can hit. No one can defend. Every starting pitcher is hurt, and we're going to trade our whole bullpen away. I, I, I don't know how this is even possible. I don't know how we got here. I don't. I don't know how we got here. I don't know. I'm not even sure really how to get out of here. It's 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 remarkable. It's remarkable. So so the defense really let down Tigers pitching again. I I want to say this is a Scooble specifically stats. This is more in reference to to two days ago's game. As you're listening to this, to Wednesday's game when when Scooble started. Um, but Tarek Scooble has like he's in the bottom ten in baseball in defensive metrics when his team behind him's defensive metrics on days that he pitches like defense when Tarek Skubal starts the outs above average and the defensive run save numbers are putrid so again it's just like we're, we're not helping at anything we're not helping the pitchers at all at the plate or in the field and the, a lot of them are hurt and that's why, you know, some people were, were for a lot of the year, there, there's been some questioning of, you know, this person's going out for an extra inning longer than I'd like it to be, or this starting pitcher shouldn't have gone out there for whatever the fifth or the sixth, or, you know, Gregory Soto's going out there for two innings, whatever. This team, on July 29th, I can tell you the reason. This team needs someone to eat innings. This bullpen is gassed, gassed. They they talk about it literally every single post game presser. All the the players talk about it. The AJ Hinch talks about it. The coaching staff talk. Gassed, and the reason they're gassed is because we have one starting pitcher that can make it past the fifth inning at the moment. One, literally one. That can consistently make it past the fifth, nonetheless the sixth. So, I'm sorry, but you need innings from somewhere. You can't just, I'm sure in a perfect world, A.J. Hinch would would love to pull starters the exact second that, that he wants to pull them. And would love to just be able to go, you know what, your day's done. You're, you're starting to get a little tired. We're going to go to a fresh arm. There are no fresh arms to go to. This, this pitching staff is depleted. So, and it's, and it's about to get worse because we're about to trade like half of them. So, uh, Tyler Alexander, like his, his, he, he was fascinating because his pitch sequencing today was the exact same thing the entire outing. He never wavered from it. I would not be shocked if when you looked at where Eric Haas set up, also Eric Haas back in the starting lineup, I told you, you, you just can't catch every single day. Tucker Barnhart, it was just in there as as like the backup catcher giving Haas a day off. It wasn't a permanent thing. But anyway, um, Tyler Alexander's pitch sequencing, if you looked at what what Haas was calling, I kid you not, it would not shock me if someone told me that 90% of the setup or, or what was called was either a, a secondary pitch low and away or a fastball up and in, that was it. That was all that was called. 
If you told me that was 100% of what would call, I'd probably believe you. I watched the game. It was it was remarkable. And even after he gave up the homer, they stuck with it. They were like, yeah, no, like this is your thing, man. Just keep throwing either 91 up and in on the hands or throw a change up low and away. And if you hit your spots, you're going to be successful more times than not. If they sit on one, which eventually they will because it's all you're throwing, then you just tip your cap and go about your day. And if you miss a spot, they're going to crush you. And he didn't miss too many spots. Four innings, only two earned runs, three runs total. Um, only one strikeout on the night. But it was just, it, it was fascinating to watch the sequencing. And it was just, okay, well, I guess it's up and in time. Oh, that one was fouled off. All right, let's go back low and away. Oh, that one was a ball low. Well, back to up and in. I guess like it, it wasn't exactly in every other thing, but that's all that was called. And so that's, you know, eventually he gave up the homer. He was starting to slip. Like the, the command started getting worse. He had only thrown like three and a third. What, you, you want to go to the pen? That, no. Yeah. Again, the gassed. All of them gassed. That used like crazy. And tonight you used four relievers. So you didn't exactly help the situation. Like I said, man, like I'm sure that in a perfect world, the coaching staff would love to pull people right when they wanted to pull them and right when they saw the first the first sign, and no matter how small, of like starting to to, to slip a little bit. But unfortunately, we we are not in a position where we can do that. We have to see if dudes can just give us innings. We have to let dudes try to work through jams. We have especially starters, especially starters. Or else we're going to have no one to pitch. <laughs> we're going to have a whole bullpen of dudes who have pitched in the last 48 hours. Unbelievable. All right. We'll get into the rest of the game and some of the trade deadline stuff that we're hearing. But first, got to tell you all about our friends over at BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our third and final segment here. I don't know why my nose is so itchy right now. Of Locked On Tigers. So, we've talked about the defense. We've talked about the pitching. Alexander was was fine. At, you know, four innings is his first start. Like, you need to stretch him back out. He's been in the bullpen all year at the major league and the minor league level. Couldn't have asked him to go too much more than what he did. Uh, but at the same time, you needed him to go at least, you know, three or four innings. And that's what he was able to do. Will Vest, I thought, looked really solid. The best stuff I've seen from Will Vest in a while. The command was still a little shaky at times, but I was pleased with it. Uh, Angel DeJesus, we're going to skip for now. Jose Cisnero, thought looked solid. The velocity continues to go up and up and up a little bit. Uh, and then Alex Lang had absolutely no command. He had no command whatsoever of uh, of of the fastball specifically. That the The heater, the crazy sinker thing he throws – um, there was, there was little to no command of that pitch. The curveball, 
is just such a crazy swing and miss pitch that if he just throws it low and gets it in the general vicinity of low, then most people are going to swing through it. Um, so, so that worked well. He did hang one of them that was hit pretty hard, but for the most part, like whatever, but that, that sinker, the command on the sinker was really brutal um, and, and led to a walk. And then obviously the candy thing happened, another under and run, whatever. Angel de Jesus. Okay. He goes one of the third, four hits, one earned run, no walks, two strikeouts. I thought Angel de Jesus, his stuff looked fantastic. I really liked his stuff. And the command was very far from from perfect. And I and the the command is at the end of the day what led to this, what will be looked at as not a very strong outing, you know, four hits in, in an inning and a third. Um but I, I thought the stuff was good. I think the stuff will play at the major league level. It, it's just a matter of, of getting the command down, which is I, I know you're tired of hearing that because we've said that about so many players. But at the end of the day, a lot of these dudes are failed starters. And if they had pinpoint command, they wouldn't be moved to the bullpen in, in their early mid-20s, right? So um, I, I, I think his stuff will play. I think there's something there. And uh, I, I'm kind of excited for – post trade deadline when we inevitably trade uh guys like Fulmer and or Jimenez and or Chafin and he is absolutely going to get one of those spots um, he's already up now when they're all still on the team right so um well Chafin is like half on the team but you, you get the point so I, I think that he is definitely uh a guy that's going to get a lot more innings in the post trade deadline reality of this team the post trade deadline version of this team and uh, I'm okay with that. I thought the slider has great movement. The sinker has a lot of movement too. He, he just didn't locate it very well. You know, belt high uh, on the inside half of the plate there for that uh, Matt Chapman home run that he gave up. But I, I think his stuff will play. I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty pleased with, with how he looked in this one uh, at the end of the day. So there's your game. There, the update on the trade deadline front uh there isn't too much to talk about but it it sounds more and more like the scooble thing was a we will listen to trades and this is uh, i think most people at least understood that this is kind of what it always was um that it was a we will listen we're not going to hang up the phone and laugh in your face if you call us and say hey we're we want to throw an offer at you for scooble um, they're they're going to listen. Again, this team is 20 games under 500, right? You should probably be listening to calls on everybody because you're 20 games under 500. So they're, they're going to listen to calls on everybody, but that doesn't mean that it's likely that he's moved. And, and every day I, I become a little more and more convinced that he's probably going to stay and uh, that that Scooble isn't going anywhere and that the asking price for him would be astronomically high as it should be. And uh, at the end of the day, the market sets the value of the player. And if their market does not set a value that is of the Tigers uh, agreement or standard, I guess I should say, then uh, he's not going to go anywhere. So I I don't think like I I, said, I've said on the last couple of shows, him staying is absolutely the heavy favorite. Uh, the only reason that it was being talked about was because they confirmed that they are listening to offers on him. 
again, you, you should be listening to offers on probably everybody. Um, so that there's the Scooble update as far as what to do with the bullpen. Uh, I am pretty much a hundred percent certain that Michael Fulmer is getting moved. And right under that is Andrew Chafin. Very confident that Chafin's getting moved. Under those two, in a category somewhere in between Gregory Soto and those two is Joe Jimenez. Uh, I, I think that that Joe is is significantly more likely to be moved than than Greg. I don't think Greg is likely. I think Greg is minus money to stay. Uh, but I do think that Greg has a better chance to move than Tarek. You know what I mean? It's all uh, it's all if we're ranking everything, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think that that it's it's though Fulmer and Chafin are in a league of their own of like near guarantees. And then after that, you get Joe, who I think is he's like right on the cusp there. He's like he he's a 50-50 to me. He could really go either way. You could you could convince me that he's definitely gonna get traded. You could convince me that they're gonna hold on to him and try to get another year out of him but um i guess if i had to bet i would say that joe very slightly favored to get moved and then way down well not way but but pretty comfortably lower than than those three is greg who i think is favored to stay uh and then i think that's pretty much it for the bullpen like alex lang's not going anywhere willie peralta's hurt um yeah most of the bullpen after that is honestly just dudes that are uh getting pieced together and called up and sent down and and whatever or our starters sometimes i don't know we're all over the place like will vest isn't going anywhere he doesn't have much value he was optioned um yeah so there you go um anything on the bat front would be we should consider it a miracle i don't care if it's filling our our soda machine for a couple of years like if we get anything for some of the bats on this team we should consider it a win um we'll see what happens it'll be an interesting week we're going to talk about it every single day here because that's what we do thanks for making lockdown tigers your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcast now make your second listen to lockdown mlb podcast mlb expert paul francis sullivan brings humor passion and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast lockdown mlb on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast just like us that's all I got. Sending you into the weekend. We will be back on Sunday. We will be back, or well, Sunday for me. Monday for you. We will be back on August 1st. Deadline, I believe, is August 2nd, right? So, could see some moves getting made this weekend. Uh, around the league, we will certainly. We've already seen, like, Benintendi to, to New York. We've already seen some deals start happening. So, around baseball, we will certainly see more and more. Um, just a matter of whether the Tigers go in on that. And uh, yeah, on deadline day, I believe I'll be in and out joining the Locked On MLB kind of like free agency frenzy. I'll be doing frenzy. I'll, I'll be doing free agency trade deadline frenzy. I'll be doing some other stuff for the trade deadline too, probably in some some Twitter spaces and whatnot. So it'll be a fun day. It'll be a fun, busy day. And uh, if the Tigers haven't traded away their entire bullpen by then, it should be a pretty eventful day for us too. So peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.